There's a legend round here. A killer buried, but not dead. A curse on Crystal Lake. A death curse. Jason Borey's curse. They say he died as a boy, but he keeps coming back. have seen him and lived. Some have even tried to stop him. No one can. everyone welcome to another episode of horror haven podcast i'm dylan i'm sira what's up i'm steve hey how's it going i'm rich i'm cd and i'm just here <laughs> <laughs> today we're gonna be talking about friday the 13th parts 7 and 8 which are the new blood and jason takes manhattan so enjoy you always say the same thing enjoy this time let's say don't enjoy you enjoy the episode more than you enjoy the movies please <laughs> That's a good say. There you go. That's perfect. Friday the 13th, Part 7, was directed by John Carl Buechler. Buechler? Buechler? Yeah. And it was written by Daryl Haney and Manuel Fidello. Yeah, I'm, I'm terrible with names, but anyway, uh, it follows um, a girl named Tina who has telekinetic powers who accidentally raises Jason from and Camp also Crystal kills her lake. dad. Yeah, she killed her dad. She thought she was raising her dad from the lake, but she was raising Jason, and he starts killing people at a birthday party. And he's dead. Who's dead? Jason? Jason, yeah. He's like a dead Jason. Yeah, he's like decomposing. Yeah, yeah. like you can see his spinal cord through his shirt. It's kind of... It's, it's we'll we'll talk about... Yeah, we'll talk about Jason. Um, This and uh, Jason Takes Manhattan, I haven't watched in a long time. I remember not liking them much. Um, I, I'll get into Jason Takes Manhattan when we talk about that, but I will say A New Blood, I enjoyed watching it now more than I remember liking it. It wasn't my favorite, but it, I'd probably rank it like right in the middle. As Main far girl's as, a bay. She's she's banging. As far as who Tina? Yeah, <laughs> I think her haircut's bad, but I think like her face is nice. She always had that like I don't know derpy crying face that it was just like <laughs> throughout the movie, and I couldn't help but notice it. But I mean, this is also the debut of uh, Kane Hodder, who yeah. would go on to play Jason for the next three films. For the next, you know, the worst of the series. <laughs> no offense, Kane <laughs> Hodder, you did a great job. I loved you in uh, Hatchet. Hatchet. That was your best role, man. <laughs> oh, he was the guy in Hatchet. Fuck yeah, he yeah. played Victor Crowley. Yeah, and his and dad. his dad. Yeah. He actually, uh, he went on to play Victor Crowley after he was turned down for Freddy vs. Jason. 
and uh, the guy who they had played Jason and Freddy vs. Jason was, um, and Manhattan. Jason Takes Manhattan, you know the guy in the diner or the bar that they're in where the guy gets thrown into the mirror? Yeah, that's the guy who went on to play Jason. Seriously, in nice Jason. dude, really yeah. nice guy. It, it, it's weird seeing him with hair. I'm not gonna yeah. lie, you wouldn't almost recognize him. Exactly. <laughs> but um, yeah. So, what about you guys? Uh, as far as uh, Jason's appearance goes, this might be my favorite one out of all. Like, I really like the decomposed, like, um, undead look. I mean, I know in part six, it's 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 brought to like the undead look but like the whole ribcage exposure and then when we finally get to see Jason behind the mask which I guess this is like the record for the longest time screen time where he doesn't have his mask on I was just I was a real big fan of the look and I like the chain too it was kind of badass yeah yeah but the fit the the lightning effects were terrible it was the 80s oh, dude it was, yeah. it was spot on bad <laughs> but they tried they tried yeah. what about you rich uh, I gotta say, well, definitely out of the two films, this one was the better one, obviously. Yeah, for sure. But, um, I've never been, like, a huge fan of Friday the 13th. Me I, I did like how, like, uh, they brought her telekinesis and stuff into effect, but she was kind of a little bitch throughout most of the movie. <laughs> like, if she would have, like, been like, yo, I'm putting my foot down, like, she could have totally saved some of her friends and, like, did something about it. Well, I don't think any of them were really her friends. They were, like, the guy that she wanted to fuck's friends. Uh, <laughs> all right, but still, still the same. Like, she sees her, like, her mom get killed and shit. Like, that should have been enough to go, like, all carry on this guy. Yeah. Yeah. But- well, if she gets her slowly-ish... Yeah. Not to the full extent. I feel like if the ending could have been, like, a lot crazier. Yeah, no, they could have did something completely crazy, and then, like, oh, that's her dad, which CD totally called. But I, Oh, yeah, so I did, did Dylan, when, yeah. Yeah, when Jason's, like, in the... I haven't watched this in so long. I forgot what happens. It's been a long fucking time, but, um... When Jason's in the water and she starts using her powers, I was like, tell me her fucking dad is going to jump out of the water and pull him down. And sure enough, he fucking jumps up and grabs Jason. I'm like, god damn it. That was the most majestic ending to a Friday 13th movie ever. Yeah. But, Nothing uh, like, like a dead guy fight. Uh, I feel like the big thing about this movie is what Steven had touched on, was that this was the first introduction of Kane Hodder, who's really like the most known mm-hmm. for Jason. I think it's because... Well, because he played him for so many yeah. films. Um, he really endured a lot... It's sincerely the worst film, so... <laughs> he endured a lot of shit while playing Jason, though. Like, yeah. um, the end scene where she lights him on fire, he insisted on actually getting lit on fire for that part. So the part what where he's, like, thrashing... Her, yeah. Um, and really, a lot of the stunts, he just... Was he a stuntman he prior? Was, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, So, and that's the same thing with... Um, Ken Kersinger. Ken Kersinger. They were both stuntmen prior to taking the roles. So when it came to doing, like, those extra stunts, being lit on fire, you know, uh, anything that was super dangerous, they were already trained properly in how to do it safely. So it actually is, like, the perfect solution for a killer that's going to be killed in such a big way. My biggest quarrel with this movie was... I was going into it like, okay, Jason, he's going to kill a lot of people with, like, you know, whatever he could grab. But I noticed that, like, every kill shot, there was, like, no gore whatsoever. Well, the reason, it was, like, the reason for that, um, 
the movie was originally really like really fucking bloody and gory. We really and, want an uncut version yeah, of that. The MPAA cut down the movie because they well they, they had to keep X-rated, they kept right? yeah they kept giving it an X rating so they had to go back and cut everything. every death scene. So fucking eighties. Yeah, so it's actually like impossible now to get an uncut version of this because they the, lost the cuts. Well, the theater destroyed or not the theater the company destroyed like everything. That they didn't keep in the movie. They gotta that sucks. The cuts. Yeah, but yeah, I agree. That was my biggest thing with it was at, like any time he went to kill somebody, it just like didn't show anything. Mm-hmm. And I liked that part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, CD, you don't like horror movies. I, I don't like scary movies. And I <laughs> oh yeah, that's funny. Thing. But isn't that who you stole Freddy, Freddy from? <laughs> yeah, I still have your mom's box set of Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come grab that next time I'm on tour. Right. Dude, it, it's so funny you still have that because when I tried to steal them from you, that was your biggest thing. Like, no, it's CD's mom. Yeah, you can't exactly. take them. Exactly. <laughs> They're definitely sitting on a shelf right yeah, now. Yeah, I was like, oh, you can't take those. I got to get those sure. back to Colleen. <laughs> <laughs> it still has that sticker on it, too, I bet. Nope. It's got address and everything. <laughs> well, at least we can send it back. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> no, I I do I, I didn't like that that the things were, that kills were caught. I also pointed out too. I don't know if you guys noticed, but like anytime Jason popped up, he just had this different weapon. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and and pretty was much you. Oh yeah, something. It was like a weed whacker like with, a was like a, with a circular saw, saw, saw on it. Yeah, like who puts a circular I saw on a weed whacker? I'm pretty <laughs> yeah. sure when he was when he was brought. This is my theory. When he was brought to life, the lightning bolted through him and made him also super intelligent so that he could build his own tools. <laughs> he must have. The whole movie, I'm like, yo, where the fuck is his work shed right now? It must <laughs> exactly. be, like, in the middle of both these houses. Well, that's the because, thing, though, like... is that he's been dead for so long, cause, so the chances are is that Jason's shed, his shack that he lived in that might have had tools, is probably no longer. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. this, this, in this movie, if you watch it, they most people, right? Is it this one or the next one where they have forgotten... The storyline of I think both of them they bring it up like they forgot what happened at Camp Crystal Lake. Yeah, well, this one it doesn't really talk about what happened. In she Camp grew Crystal up Lake. in Camp Crystal on Camp Crystal Lake, right? That was well, her she, house when she was a when child. she was a kid. Yeah, but um, it doesn't bring it up until like an hour. Shout out! She was also in uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre: The Next Generation, right? Or Leatherface? Who? The little girl. Yeah, 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 the little girl who played mm-hmm. young Tina. Yeah, um, she also played the crazy little girl in uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 4. 3. Oh, nice. But, it was Leatherface? Yeah. I thought it was Next Generation. No, but, okay. um, yeah, it doesn't bring it up until, like, an hour, an hour into the movie, and it doesn't dive that deep into it. And Jason Takes Manhattan, it, uh, that movie, I think, is supposed to take place, like, in the future from when it actually came Which out. doesn't make sense, though, because when they get into Manhattan, you can tell it's definitely, like, ladies. Yeah, that... That was supposed to take place, I believe, in 2003. They were and really, this really, one, like, not... This one was supposed to take place in 2001, which is, like, uh, you know, you can't really see it. Yeah. No, it definitely, <laughs> it's, like, 100% 80s. Like, they didn't even have cell phones or anything, so, like, that's... Well, I like, mean, they're not going to know yeah. when you're making the movie in the yeah, 80s. Yeah, like... like, I feel like they already had those big things, so they should have been, like, well aware that that's going to turn into something. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Block phones. What what annoyed me with this movie, and it's really it, it's all the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, all the Friday the Thirteenth movies, all those franchise films, is that 
But I feel like I, I really felt it the most in this movie was that it really played on the stereotypes. You had the bitchy girl, the nerdy girl, like... The nice guy that was cool, yeah, but he was nice to the weird girl. Yeah, all of the, like, slasher... The telekinetic. <laughs> oh, wait. Yeah. That's a lean carrier, sorry. <laughs> well, at one point during the movie, I said to CD, I'm like, oh, those two people are fucking, and it's the 80s? Like, they're totally done. Yeah. And then, yeah. like, 30 seconds later, just offed. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's... Every, like, slasher you knew stereotype. It was, com- it was, like, so obvious that it was coming, too, because she's like, did you hear that? And you're like, yep, here he is. Jason's oh, outside yeah. the van. No, get out of it. Well, my thing and out of everybody, like, like that was, I, I felt so disappointed about that kill. Like, she got a kazoo in the eye. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I... <laughs> she did. <laughs> I, uh... I don't know. Like, this movie... I feel like this is the best movie for TV shouting. Like, don't do that! What are you doing? Get out of the woods! Uh, yeah, yeah, totally. Movies. Like, that would be a blast to just TV shout at it. Uh, I really like the guy, Eddie. I gotta say, he was pretty funny. The fucking sci-fi nerd. Yeah. I, was he I the one that almost got form. laid by the and, chick yeah. and then she's like, I don't like you? Yeah. Yeah, you tried, I would check fuck in, but he's dead, so just leave. <laughs> He was the saddest death of the movie, I think. I was very upset when he died. I was upset that he didn't get any. And then, yeah, like, like when, that's he, the when he gets killed, it's like, well, fuck this guy. You know, I, I wouldn't have cared if he got any or not. Like, that wouldn't have bothered me. But it's the fact that she was, like, leading him on and then was like, yeah, no. We're feeling pretty good. That was, like, beyond leading him on. Like, yeah, you know, like, they were pretty like much halfway naked. in act. And then she was like, yeah, I'm not feeling it. Like, I don't like you. You just don't do it for me. Sorry. Like, that's fucked up, man. Yeah. Um, did anyone ever real or kind of think that uh what was it the nerdy girl uh that does her makeup and gets killed in the woodshed does she not look like the real life version of irma from fucking teenage mutant ninja turtles (laughs) yeah if if you fucking look at her before the fucking makeup i'm like holy shit i was watching that and she like (laughs) all this time to do her hair and makeup and i'm like you still look like a fucking nerd somehow i don't you got one. <laughs> There's no transformation here, girl. It's like in Step Brothers. Like you got one of those faces. I just want to deliver one of these. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kept waiting for Donatello to pop up. <laughs> I wouldn't have been surprised at this point. I don't know why she died. Like she didn't do anything wrong, and she was the nerdy girl. I thought she had a lot more screen time left. And she that kill was probably. I, okay, so the biggest kill in this movie, and it's like everybody's favorite kill, sometimes of the series, is the sleeping bag kill. Yeah, that um, is, yeah, that is which very is fucking, popular. it's fucking brutal for sure. Um, that originally Kane Hodder was supposed to be slamming her into the tree multiple times, and they cut it down. They to cut once. it down to one time, but like it's kind of still cool because it's like he's that fucking strong that it took one hit to just. But at yeah. the same time, it looks a little awkward. Yeah. But... Well, they do. They do give redemption to that in uh, Jason X when yeah. he literally hits hits the girl in the sleeping bag with like the tree like ten times. Yeah, yeah. my my favorite X. my favorite sleeping bag. What a kill. joke! <laughs> oh, let's Still talk better about than Jason X. Movie. Don't worry. Oh, I'm, oh, don't you say that. <laughs> I feel like you know how like wine gets better like the longer it waits. Like I feel like. This is the opposite. Like, <laughs> these movies get worse and worse. Yeah. Like, the, it's like when you rewatch them, it's like, oh, God, was it really always that bad? <laughs> they are. They are that bad. Friday the 13th. 
Just watch The Burning, guys. What I'd, what I'd like to do after we talk about all of the movies is go back and, like, do an episode where we just rank all of the movies from, like, like in order. worst to best. Yeah. I'll do that with That would be cool. <laughs> yeah. But this one, like I said, I'd rank it, like, right in the middle. It, it wasn't as unbearable as, like, Jason X is for me or, like, Jason Goes to Hell, but... It's not really that great either. It's kind of just another movie, but they threw a psychic girl in. Now, the telekinetic thing, I will agree with you, Rich. I thought that that was really interesting. It doesn't really fit with the series because it's never brought up again. There's never any, like, mention of telekinesis or anything. But I think out of all of the movies, Tina puts up the best fight. Well, because she's telekinetic, she does have an upper hand. Well, okay. yeah, but, I mean, the fight between it's, her and It's Jason. also cool, yeah, to see Jason get his ass kicked the way he does in this one. Ha-ha, Kate Hodder, you got beat up by a girl. <laughs> but, um, it, I mean, it, it's interesting. The the sixth movie is my favorite of the series. So uh, the one with Tommy Jarvis, this, yeah. yeah. The reason that's, that's just because it's your last name, I know. <laughs> the reason it's called a new, The New Blood is because it's supposed to be this new, like, adversary against Jason or whatever but is it like supposed to like revamp him pretty much not really because these movies all came out a year after each other this is stupid yeah they should have stopped after the Tommy Jarvis trilogy because it's just like this happens in every franchise including my all-time fave Texas Chainsaw Massacre they get silly Stop letting them get like that. The only the the one that did it best is Halloween, and even that got silly. You know, it's like stop making them I mean, when they're not scary anymore. What's the point? Any movie series that gets to like seven, eight, yeah, nine, like you just gotta stop. Yeah, come on, Hellraiser, take it, take take our information <laughs> and apply it. <laughs> they're still doing them. They are, like, every fucking year there's a new fucking Hellraiser movie, and nobody watches them. <laughs> they have no fan base. The first I, two. I, I beg to differ. I, I, I do enjoy up until, like, six. Oh, God. But, you, I mean, you would, Steven. <laughs> there's, so, there's something about them that are just kind of, like, you know, it's pleasing, but... I feel I like mean, the only thing that Hellraiser has going for it is decent special effects makeup. I think that's honestly... Mm. It. You know what it was too? Like Hellraiser was for like the goth kids, you know? Like <laughs> Yeah. yeah but people that like like torture porn and shit. Cyber there you go. <laughs> <laughs> So I think like its market was definitely there for <laughs> with the BDSM fucking. Everybody suits. has something. <laughs> I'm gonna go listen yeah. to Morgore and watch Hellraiser 2. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> no, you know what scene I really did like in this though? Um going back to the nerdy girl. Uh, when she's, like, kind of playing, like, hide-and-seek with Jason pretty much in that woodshed, and, like, she, like, ducks under that wall part, she right, and she's watching him. Plays it out well. I, I like when he realizes, though, that he sees her, because I was like, that's a kind of an oh-shit moment. Mm-hmm. Like, you know when she's looking, like, through the crack of the wall, and he, like, looks up, he's like, fucking caught you. I was like, ah, oh, you're fucked. You are so fucked right now. Yeah. She still manages to save her white high heels, though. Like, yeah. <laughs> God forbid those fucking yeah, high exactly. heels. That No, that's what I was getting to when I brought up the sleeping bag kill, though, before. Uh, that was probably my favorite part of the movie. Just be- Well, my favorite kill of the movie because it's 
that's like the most suspenseful where she's like crawling back and forth and you like you know yeah. he's gonna burst through the fucking wall but it's just a matter of when because like every time i thought it was gonna happen it would just show her looking and like he's on the other side of the wall and it's like all right so we're safe for now and then <laughs> <laughs> um but uh, what was up with the fucking house exploding in the end that's what i want to know <laughs> the uh, house literally fucking exploded. Maybe, okay, okay. Maybe. I'm just gonna try and be like realistic with this. Maybe, cause okay, bring yourself back to my house in Rosendale. The propane tank to my house for the heat and everything was technically inside the house. Maybe that caught fire and exploded, cause that would cause enough to where. It yeah, would but explode. this like straight up like a nuke fell on it. Like, <laughs> I think it was for ooze and oz. I'm but sure I'm just was, giving. Yeah. I'm just trying to defend it a little bit because this movie was so bad. I'm going to say that they had a large propane tank similar to the one <laughs> I grew up with that exploded. Okay, I'll, I'll accept it. I guess um, the beginning of the movie where they're showing flashbacks to like the past films. The actor Walt Gorney, who played Crazy Ralph in the first and second movies, was the narrator for that. Yeah, that's that's honestly awesome. And this is the last one in the series to do the whole flashback recap, which is something I always appreciated about the sequels. Like, at least they, like, gave you, like, it, let's say you'd never seen them before. You know, it kind of got you, you a little bit up to speed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I always love those montages. It's just annoying when you're binging the movies and you're like, okay, I just fucking watched yeah. this! <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> like, you know, like, uh, when this, obviously when this episode drops, like, you know, like most people or horror fans, you you have to like binge these on Friday the thirteenth. Yeah. So that's what I'll most likely be I doing, but I'll be definitely skipping the montage. These. I will tell you. That <laughs> All right, Sierra, maybe not you. These. I'll binge the remake. Watch like four and six, and then you're good. Um. <laughs> when are we recording? And we have another one scheduled, don't we? For the last July. Fuck. The yeah. final movie. I am so yeah. glad I cannot, be, I cannot wait to be done with this and Freddy. Like, I'm done <laughs> with Freddy and Friday the 13th. Well, like, speaking of Freddy, another fun deuces. fact. Uh, this was originally supposed to be Freddy vs. Jason. They had made plans to do Freddy vs. Jason, and they couldn't get the rights to Freddy to make the movie in time, so that's when they wrote in the whole... I still think Ash, thing. would ki- Ash would kick both of their asses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... Another fun story with uh, with this, Kane Hodder was walking back to his dressing room uh, one night while they were filming, and somebody was in the woods, and they asked him, like, hey, are you with the film crew? And he kind of just, like, grunted and jumped at them, and the guy, like, took off, like, fucking terrified, ran. That's um, fun. The next day, the director for the movie had said... Hey, the sheriff was supposed to b- stop by last night, but he, ne- <laughs> but he never showed up. <laughs> oh, that's that's just, yo, I love that he stayed in character because he even he even did that in uh, Friday Thirteenth Part Eight, like all the 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 city shots. Like, yeah. I guess there was like a lot of bystanders, and he wouldn't like remove his mask or break character, and he would like quickly like look over at them, and like people would just get bugged the fuck out. So like. I appreciate, like, the dedication to the character. It's fucking cool, too, like, um, going to conventions and shit. That's what these guys all, when, they, when they're when they doing their photo op days, they literally stay dressed up, like, a good, like, 75% of the day, and they're, like, in character. They're not talking to you unless their character talks, and if they're talking, they're talking, they're using their character's yeah. voice. <laughs> it's really fucking, it's a really wild experience. Well, it's like yeah. when we, uh, when we 
met Ken Kersinger, he he had said he's like, I'm doing my photo op tomorrow. I'm going to be in full uniform, and he was like the nicest. Yeah, guy. he was kind of like, don't don't take offense if I'm not polite. Like I'm going to be I'm going to be Jason. I'm not going to be yeah, Ken. He's like when I put he's like when I put that mask on and I have the makeup done and everything. He's like I really get into the character, so like I'm not going to be like nice, polite. Happy to meet you, Ken. <laughs> yeah. So. And it's funny because you could see him at his table. Like, he was, like, super, like, oh, hey, what's up? You know? So yeah. it's, it's funny. Um, Carrie Noonan, who played Paula and Jason Lives, <coughs> read for the part of Tina. Um, when they were doing the casting for the movie, they were doing it under the title Birthday Bash just to, like, keep everything under wraps. And she read for the part. And as she was, like, reading for the part, she realized, like, okay, this is a Friday the 13th movie. So she told them, all right, I was in the last one, and they passed her up for it. <laughs> Smart they call. They should have yeah. realized that. Like, she, I doubt that she had to actually tell them that. Well, apparently they did. That's stupid. <laughs> Yo, I just want to know. The fuck yeah. did the fucking doctor have to throw the mom... Like, just, they could have escaped together. I'm just saying. He they was probably a would have been That later. was the only reason, was that that doctor was a dickwad out for himself. True. He did True. not want to help anybody. Are we ready for ratings for this movie? Yeah. I think so. Um, um, there's, there's not... Uh, they're fun. It's bad because, like, I like watching the movies and... Like just for the sake of watching there is them, not there's much not depth much to them. There's there, yeah. not a lot to talk about. You like you can talk about the kills, which you didn't see in this movie. You can talk about the acting, which was not grand. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can talk about the special effects, and we did that. So. All right. Um, we'll I'm, I'm going to go ahead and rate it first with a whopping two. A two. And that's all I'm going with. It's a two. Here's the wow. thing that I want you to consider, Sierra. Hold on, before you give it a two. Yeah. I want you to consider that we haven't covered. Jason Goes to Hell, Jason Takes Manhattan, or Jason X. I realize that they're all zeros. Okay. I'll, I'll let you have your two. Hey, nobody ever said that, like, negative numbers weren't allowed. No, I, I think I have given negatives before. <laughs> I think that is a fact. Because I, okay, so I went through a phase, like, a month or two. Of, I don't know if you guys listen to it when you're not on or whatever. But I went through, like, a month. Me and Erica both, where we gave out, like, nines and tens to every fucking movie. Like, we had a like a fucking schedule that was just great movies for, like, a month <laughs> and a half straight. And I miss being, like, fucking two. Erica was like, can we please cover a shitty movie? Like, yeah, yeah, no, I, re I remember her saying, she said, I'm handing out too many high yeah. stories. Yeah, well, it continued after that. Yeah. Like, we did so many good movies in the last few months. Like, Silence of the Lambs, I think, was, like, a nine. Yeah. Fucking Poughkeepsie Tapes got a ten. Like, it was ridiculous. Oh, you guys get, I see, I've been waiting to listen to it tonight when I do my overnight shift, so... I think it I got didn't a perfect it got... 10, right? Yes. It did. It got a nice. perfect 10. Nobody fucked it up. But, all right, cool, Rich, cool. what you got for a rating? Uh, three. Right. Yes, Rich, that's what I'm talking about! <laughs> Low scores! <laughs> Fuck yeah! Steven? I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna come in with a 6.5 on this what? one. What? I mean, right. yeah, no, alright, so, like, I seriously love the way Jason looks. I do like I the do fight at the that. end. That's the two points. <laughs> and and honest and honestly, like also uh, as Dylan and I mentioned, the scene in the barn was really suspenseful, uh, and that those are the main reasons why I give it a six point five. I wish we could have seen an uncut version of this yeah. because 
it probably would have made everything so much better, but, That's you know. That's definitely what I looked for when, uh, when we were watching it and I saw the kills were cut. I looked it up and it was like, oh, well, they had to cut it down to escape the X rating. I was like, fuck, yeah. I'm on the uncut version. And you know, at that and, time, and, and they like, were like, we're going to remake this and release it on DVD later in life because yeah, DVDs didn't exactly. Yeah, and, like, compared to, like, you know, uh, Jason Takes Manhattan, Jason Goes to Hell, and Jason X, like, I feel like if I were to give anything, I think, lower than around a... Six, it just wouldn't do my other ratings justice. So yeah, yeah, six point five. All right, um, I'm gonna come in right in the middle of you guys, and I'm gonna give it like a five point three. Ooh, that's pretty high. Um, nice. I, I I do like Kane Hodder as Jason. Um, despite you played him in the worst movies, he was given the shit hand because he he has the dedication. Like Kane Hodder, I respect the shit out of him because he gives 100% to his characters. Mm-hmm. Like, this movie, he insisted, like, no, I'm gonna do the stunts. You're gonna light me on fire. We want, I want this to be real. <laughs> I want to be as I want to commit to this. Yeah, and I respect the shit out of him for it. I just think that he, I mean, he didn't write the script for the movie, you know? Yeah, I think he's the gem of the movie. Yeah, um, but on top of that, though, the makeup was great. Um, this was the, this movie had the longest uh, run screen time of Jason without his mask. Usually it's just, like, a big unmasking at the end. This, like, most of the fight against him, he didn't have his mask on. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it, it was good. It, it Like I said, I'd rate it right in the middle of the series for me. Um, so, yeah, 5.3. Carl, cool. rate it. Oh, I, uh... I gotta give it more up towards, like, a 6, at least, because, uh, you know, it was right my speed. <laughs> Plus, there was, like, a good amount of titties. <laughs> a 6 for the titties. You're, you write like Erica does. <laughs> <laughs> One point for every teat. <laughs> that is Erica's writing skill, isn't it? Yes. So that gives it an average of a 5.6, or 4.6, my bad. That's fair. You don't say that. I did it for Erica. She's not here. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah. I was like, that's Erica's job. Yeah. All right. Four point six. I, I think it's. I think it's a good. It's all right. Yeah. It's all right. You're welcome. All right. Next, we're gonna talk about Friday the Thirteenth Part Eight. Jason takes a boat. This is gonna be painful. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, in Jason takes a boat. Jason takes a boat, and uh, towards the end of the movie, he ends up in Manhattan. <laughs> People die. They're on a boat. That, that's, the, that's the movie. I had, boat, to, yeah. I had to double check halfway through this movie that I was watching the correct one because I'm like, wait a minute, isn't he supposed to be in the city right now? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Budgetary. That's yeah. Even the director agrees. Like, it, it sucks that it, it happened had to happen this way, but I guess Paramount was like, look, you know, this this is your budget, and a lot of like, there were some scenes, of course, that were shot in the city, but a lot of it was, like, shot in, like, Vancouver, too. I feel like Especially, like, the dark alley the storyline completely. Yeah, I, I, it's really false advertising, I'd say. Like, I I feel like people... Well, they I wasn't, have, wait, they could have said, Jason gets to Manhattan. Eventually. <laughs> An hour into the fucking movie, Jason Jason gets walks down one street. Yeah. Yeah. Jason visits Times Square. Yeah. <laughs> There's a bunch of funny things you could call this movie. Yeah. So um, 
the movie, an hour of it takes place on this cruise ship, and then he gets to Manhattan, and then there's 45 fucking minutes left of the movie after that. Like, at this point, I'm like, alright, this movie needs to fucking end. No. There's like, it, it's like two movies in one. They should have had Jason mm. Takes Cruise, and then Jason Takes Manhattan as a separate movie. Yeah. <laughs> this is the longest, this is the longest running uh, one out of all of them, I believe, too. And it also might have the worst box office scores. Uh, well, the movie didn't make a lot of money, and because of that reason, Paramount sold the rights to New Line. To so New that's Line, why New that's Line, why yeah. the other ones are New Line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This movie did make me realize, though, that there are a lot of, like, containers in New York City that's filled with this, like, oddly green color liquid. Yeah. And I guess just from, like, being... Yeah, from being from New York, I guess I just kind of overlooked all yeah. those whenever I go to the no, city. They're, yeah, they're, they're there, Rich. They're definitely there. I've seen them with my own eyes. You know what it is? I think they were riding off, like, the Toxic Avenger high. And they were like, yo, radioactive <laughs> waste. Turtles. Yeah. <laughs> this is the movie. This is the movie where you should have seen Raphael. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is the one. There, the first yeah. one was, like, the hint at it, the, the okay. last one. But this is the one where they were supposed to pop out of the sewage and just have, like, a little cameo. There's well, like, they should have just been like, oops, wrong movie. Like, yeah. this movie sucks, <laughs> and been, then jump back in the sewer. That would have actually made this movie funny. Like, yeah. that would have made it interesting to watch. <laughs> <laughs> this movie, it starts out with, like, the most stereotypical 1980s, wet, rainy, dreary fucking New York City. <laughs> like, it shows that barrel. I'm not gonna lie, I love... <laughs> I love the opening montage with the song. Yeah. The darkest side of the night. I was like, yes. Like, there's the fucking barrel <laughs> with the sludge. And I'm, like, waiting. I'm like, all right, I bet you a fucking rat climbs out of it. And it's Sure did. fuck enough, rat comes climbing out of the barrel. As soon as I saw it, I was like, look, it's Splinter. Yeah. Yeah, it's the precursor of Splinter, yep. <laughs> oh, shit. And then it shows the fucking, like... The crackheads, like, lighting up the heroin spoon for, like, t- fucking uh, a minute <laughs> With a straight. candle. With yeah. a candle. For, like, a minute straight. I'm like, I, I get okay, it. Okay, listen. Doing your drugs with a candle is dedication. Yeah. All right? Not everybody can afford a Bic. We're good. <laughs> That's when you get desperate. Well, that just means, you know, he, he knew what he needs and that he was going to shoot up again at some point, you know? He didn't want to have to relight something, so. Exactly. You know, and, and that was like the thing was the depiction of the city was like nothing but like a slimy place to be and and for the most part (laughs) yeah no for the most part it it is true like the city was a bad place to live and i think like when we cover um the movie maniac that is like a good depiction of just how like fucking sketchy the city was back yeah, then. Yeah, not te- toxic waste dirty, though. Yeah, yeah. but not toxic waste it's dirty, like, no way. It's like the, the ozone dirty. The end of the fucking movie where the dude's like, every night the sewers flood with toxic waste, and you're like, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> at midnight, at midnight. Hold on a second. Dylan, that's true. The subways do, too. <laughs> Why do you think they stopped running the subway trains at three? It's, it's like it's like watching the movie. It's so bad, and then actually saying this stuff out loud. <laughs> it just fucking I can't. Who wrote it? Who wrote this fucking? Movie? Oh god! All right, hang Find on. Find out. We're writing them. Uh, the movie was written by, written and directed by Rob Hedden. Rob Hedden, I'm coming for you. <laughs> We're That's calling not a you threat. Out. We're calling you out, though, man. Uh, this movie also has, like, one of the biggest plot holes ever, and the actors realized it while they were filming the movie, and 
didn't bring it up because they were having too much fun filming the movie. Um, there is no way... Like, how does a cruise ship get from Crystal Lake to the ocean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's no fucking way. There's no way. They uh, they didn't include in the movie when they, like, physically picked up the cruise ship yeah. and carried it to... There's a fucking her. crane that lifts the boat up. They're like, all right. <laughs> they I made, wanted, like, a like, at first, canal type system. At first, I thought, like, maybe there was, like, a, a river, which obviously a cruise ship wouldn't work, but, like, when I first started the movie and I knew that he was going to be on a boat from the majority going to Manhattan, I was like, maybe he rides, like, this small boat out to a river that comes out to the ocean and then he gets on the cruise ship, but no! That's not what happens. There's like a dock with a fucking cruise ship right yeah, there. Yeah. Like, it's it's like a very obvious. The dude in That's... the beginning looked like a fucking if Jared Leto got a perm. Oh like... my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He fucking does. I saw him and I was like, dude, that's fucking Jared Leto with a perm. You can't fool me. <laughs> um No, but this movie was fucking... I, I'm not gonna lie. It was fucking tough to get through. Like, just for the fact that of the pacing, like, the the ship just took up way too much time. Like, the, the city parts were cool just because it was cool seeing the character in the city. But the boat just killed it. In addition to being the writer for Friday the 13th Part 8, he also, read, he also wrote the script for Clock Stoppers. Yeah, that movie is solid. Don't you fucking talk about clock stoppers. So if you were wondering where he lands in his writing skills, it's about between part eight and clock stoppers. Which is a Nickelodeon movie. Yeah, he also does like, wow. like, shitty TV shows. So there you go. Yeah. I, I did like uh I did like Jason's wet, slimy look in this for some reason. I was just like, okay, I could I could work with that. Except for when he takes off the mask and makes the dinosaur noise. Yeah. I was like, Wait, what the fuck was that? That was the only part of the movie I enjoyed where he, like, breaks their boombox and they, like, pull out a little butterfly knife. No, no, see, that's cool. <laughs> that fucking scene is awesome because we don't even see his face. But at the end when he's really, like, the mask breaks or whatever happens and he makes that dinosaur like noise, I'm like, I what in that. the fuck? Can I bring up something that really bothered me in this movie? No. The way he came back with the electrical line that ran through the water. Yeah. Is do people actually run electrical lines through water? Uh, maybe. I I don't know. Uh, Let's call Kyle. Phone a friend. No. <laughs> <laughs> it, I was like I was like I, I don't think that they would run electrical lines. <laughs> electrical <laughs> lines through a conductor. You know what I mean? Like water and electricity is a no go. Don't don't combine those things. And they do, and it's, like, just, like, a really ridiculous, like, isn't it the anchor that cuts the electrical yeah. line that causes it? Yeah. And, like, you can see, like, he's, like, wedged into where the electrical line runs, which leads me to be, is even if they can install electrical lines through water, they had to have seen his body floating down there when they installed this, because this was not at the bottom of the lake in the previous film. <laughs> All right, this yeah. guy was just trying to do his job. Don't don't yeah. put him on black. <laughs> he was just holding the fire in the water. I feel like he got to a. I feel like you get to a point where you're like, hmm, how can we bring Jason back this time? Oh, electricity, <laughs> like the last three fucking movies. <laughs> yeah, but at least like lightning, you could like lightning is the only one that I was like, all right, I'll accept lightning. Uh, uh, Telekinetic, no. The kill in the beginning of this movie where. 
he fucking stabs the girl with the harpoon. That was just fucking like merciless. Dumb. Like, like really it was dumb, slow. but it was dumb. But he's just like really slowly going. It was towards like her. I thought yeah. he was just gonna like poke her a few times before he jabbed her. You know <laughs> how how you doing? Yeah. Um, the best kill in this movie, absolutely, Jason fucking knocking that dude's head off with one punch. Oh my god. Take your best shot. Yeah. Dude, and I'm like, Jason, Jason was just entertained the whole time, because this dude's like trying to lay on his shitty boxing skills, and Which just tires another, himself out. Again, going back to the drawn out fucking scenes, it was like a minute and a half straight of him just punching Jason over and over and over. Which, um, that scene also... Uh, the actor was actually hitting Kane Hodder. Kane Hodder was like, "All right, I want you to actually hit me every time, make it believable." So Kane well, Hodder act- size difference. <laughs> yeah, Kane Hodder was actually sitting there like taking hits for like a minute and a half straight. <laughs> it's <But>. crazy. <laughs> I do like the scene where the girl's down playing the flying V in the fucking basement oh my God. of the ship, and she's she's jamming on. Like I was like, "All right, I can I can fuck with this," and then. She, like, sees Jason, she runs away, and then Jason hits her with the flying V, but it's weird, because he hits the screen, and it's, like, a blood splatter. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, it's kind of a head-scratcher, but at the same time, I'm like, <laughs> you know what? MTV was at a prime fucking time right now. It was, like, in its prime. I could fuck with this if they were, like, nodding to, like, pop culture. And they were like, I could see that as, like, I guess, like, maybe if MTV was having a commercial to promote the movie, or they were on MTV, and it was, like, splatter, guitar, blood, MTV, you know? So I was like, all right, that was probably, like, with the times thing. I don't know. I just kind of like that scene, though. I definitely dug it, because she referred to it as, like, oh, look at my sweet axe. And then he totally, like, hit her in the head with it. Yeah, yeah. I don't fucking know. This movie... This movie's (laughs) too wild for me. (laughs) Um... Laura Park Lincoln, who played Tina in Part 7, she wanted to come back to play Tina in Part 8, but she wanted a higher salary for the movies, and the studio told her no, so that's why they kind of just, like, cut her character out of the movie. Which... I think she was a better character than anybody in this movie. Yeah, for sure. Wait, I don't think... No, we didn't even bring up the fucking, like, ghost... Child Jason. That oh, yeah. oh my gosh! Yeah. Oh, Help me! Yeah. <laughs> like, is it just me or did he look Asian? I don't fucking. I don't know. So wait, I didn't realize that. What? So <laughs> Tina from New New Blood or whatever was in Go, Goes to Manhattan as no, well. No, no, it was, was, no, no, no. She, she was supposed wasn't. to be. Uh, she, well, she wanted to be, but she wanted a higher pay, so the studio... Oh, okay. For a second, I thought you were saying that, like, yeah. the character was, but they recasted her, and then I'm like, so what happened to the whole telekinesis thing? Yeah, yeah, no. Well, she lost Jason, the powers after she killed Jason. Jason no. also gets the fucking ability to teleport in this movie, like... Yeah, everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the dude, everywhere. The dude climbing up the fucking, uh... The fucking whatever of the ship, the mast of the ship, whatever the fuck yeah. it's called... And, like, Jason's all of a sudden, like, in front of him. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he was probably right. like, well, Michael Myers does it. Why can't I do yeah. it? No, Michael Myers just has a speed walking championship, okay? <laughs> he does teleport. He's just really fast. But, Walks like, you faster. don't know that. He's so fast you can't catch him walking on camera. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> He's, like, how so about fast. How about the sauna kill? The guy's body yeah. just lights on fire. Yeah, I'm what pretty the fuck? sure that would not happen. Yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> this movie is just out there. It's really ridiculous. It's very cheesy. And I think that this is exactly what a lot of horror fans look for in their 80s movies. But this was, like, hated. Like, widely... I think this movie was widely hated. I'm glad that it was because it makes... It means that even those people who like those really shitty movies have some sort of taste. I, I don't... I don't hate this movie. I'm, I'm gonna be, like, straight up. I know we're, like, having good laughs about it. And it is. It's one of those where you can make fun of, but do I hate it? Nah, no, I don't hate it. I don't I think have, I'd ever rewatch it. Like, I just don't think it's a movie. Here, here's my again. problem with I it. I barely got and, through it this time. <laughs> <laughs> Here's my problem with it, because like I, I mentioned to you guys before, this movie is very nostalgic. Uh, Shout-outs to my cousin Nick. We used to watch it on VHS a lot as a kid, so it brings us back to that. But um, my biggest problem is, is we were mentioning before how tame Part 7 was, but even this one is said to be even more tamed as far as kills go than yeah. Part 7. I think this and, movie was actually, uh, when I looked into it, I want to say that this movie had the most cuts out of any Friday the 13th movie. Yeah, there's literally, like, almost no blood in it whatsoever, <clears throat> in which I didn't mind in Halloween, but at least Halloween had enough factors to back up the, the lack of gore, whereas, like, you know what Friday the 13th is meant for. It's meant for the fucking body count yeah. and shit and all the creative kills, and, and in this one, it just... Besides, like, the head getting into... The guy, uh, Julius getting his head knocked off and, like, the guitar thing everything else was just like oh whatever see well i feel like it was more noticeable in seven because like in this one yeah he was using like a spear and stuff like that like weird stuff but like in the other one he hit a girl in the head with like an axe and there was nothing or like in the neck with a machete and there was nothing you know like yeah yeah i'm not a big like Gore person anyway. I'm not, that's not what I look for in movies. Well, yeah, but, I, I'm, but the I, thing is, is okay. Okay, this is going to be the thing: is that if you're going to go this cheesy route, you've got to provide the body count and the gore. If well, you're yeah. going to go a more serious route, I think that you can make a movie scary with the tone. Mm-hmm. These movies don't have a scary tone to them. These movies are campy. So therefore, you need to give us something such as blood or gore. Exactly. No, I agree. I agree. And I think I think that's where this these. That's where these Friday the 13th movies start lacking is that they're trying to keep the campy, cheesy horror movie vibe, but they're not providing the gore that they're supposed to be giving you. But at the same time, like, I agree with you, but the thing is, as you go on with these movies, in order to make them different from the previous, to keep selling them, you have to make them bigger, badder, you have to really up the kills. Well, that's the and thing, that's, that's where... what they do. They, they do up the kills. There are more kills in them, you just aren't seeing them. Exactly. So they, where they increase the body count, where you're getting more deaths, like, you have to make them better. Like, as I'm trying to as think... it sounds, you need more satisfaction from the death. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> what, what makes slashers fun is watching them and seeing the unique, like, I'm gonna sound like a fucking six addict's that sick sadistic person but what makes slasher movies fun is watching them and saying okay that kill was really cool like that was yeah well that yeah that's the whole reason for slashers is for the awesome kills and you don't that's just the horror fan like kind of you know thinking it's not you know i wouldn't say you sound sick because like what do we watch horror movies for most of the time you know there's going to be like killing and like violent shit for the most part so it's just like that's what we're here for because violence in the real world is so fucked up today that, yeah. like, this is a, a nice little reality escape because you know what, you know, you're, I would, here's the thing is, like, when people, like, are like, how the fuck can you watch this violent shit? It's like, 
because I know it's like an Pink. art style. Yeah, I know it's, that there's it's not fake. a dude in a fucking hockey mask going around killing people. <laughs> exactly. Like I don't want to see real beheadings of people in like Saudi Arabia or like. I don't want to see, like, the shit of, like, kids or whatever being shot. Like, that shit is fucked up. But, like, on a movie standpoint, you know, it's like, fuck yeah, dude, it's entertainment. And you know I'm what entertained. I want to see? I want to see a movie where they show Jason on, like, how he gets a new hockey mask every movie. Yeah, right? right? They did show like, it. Like, what store does he go to? They did show it in this one, how he got his hockey mask in this one. Because it was the guy, the guy, the guy when, was he was playing play, prank, when he was yeah. fucking around with his girlfriend, he, he had one. Mm. So this one did explain it, but I do agree with you. I do want to see, like, the skit of Jason going into the store and trying on different options. <laughs> that would be funny as fuck. Yeah, hell yeah. I do but, like also when Jason pops out of the water and he sees, like, the giant, like, hockey guy. And yeah, he's yeah, just yeah. kind of doing the head nod looking at me. He's like, oh. Yeah. I, he's got a mask shots, like me. <laughs> all the shots of Jason in the city, I, I, I did like that, like... They say that's it's, where... like, a very iconic scene, and this is, like, one of the most hated Friday the 13th movies, but that shot well, yeah, in, Times, in Times Square, yeah. ta- in Times Square is super-duper iconic, one of the, maybe, possibly one of the best shot scenes. Yeah. And it's beautiful. Visually, it's very cool. And, honestly, the last 45 minutes of this movie, I don't mind. I don't mind anything of Jason in the City, because that's Let's what I came... Let's do a recut. That's what I came to the movie to watch. I think, had they cut out the boat or just cut it down not even cut it out because you have to have a reason why he got there but cut it down and just focus more on the city it would have been i think a, a better way better. okay this is my thing jason takes manhattan this is how he should have gotten there okay we'll we'll say camp crystal lakes in new york new jersey we'll, we'll new jersey it's in new york okay because it makes the most sense well new jersey it's close enough to the city yeah. that's fine okay so camp crystal lakes in new jersey okay they are <clears throat> they are scuba diving or checking out the lake, dredging it, whatever. They do that shit all the time. They come across his body. They send it to the coroners in New York to identify it. That would have been a much better, smart way for him to get to New York City. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's that easy to come up with a storyline for how are we going to get Jason to, to New York? Yeah. I. I think also, going back to the whole, like, blood and gore aspect of it i think had they not cut these movies so heavily they would have been a little bit more enjoyable mm-hmm. because you would have been able to at least watch and be like all right all right cool. like exactly how you feel when you watch the hatchet movies mm-hmm. they're you're watching yeah. them you're watching them for the fun like campy feel yeah campy kills that is campy done right the hatchet series if you guys have not checked it out it is campy done right like and i'm not a campy horror film fanatic or fan for the most part, but the Hatchet movies were done so fun. Like, they're just super enjoyable all the way around. Just yeah. check them out. They're fun as hell. Did anyone else laugh when, uh, they're, you know that they gather all the weapons, and, uh, they're like, what are you gonna take to your list? He's like, nothing. Except yeah. for this gun. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. <laughs> nothing? nothing? Are you sure about that? There's like, a, there's like a three second pause, except for this gun. And he, like, cocks it back, and I was like, yo, <laughs> I hate it too how they made. I hate it too how they tried to make everybody have this story. Like the guy in the movie's like, "Oh, my dad's the captain of this ship," and like they they connected everything. Yeah, like everything had to be connected. But it was unnecessary. Like it wasn't important. And then they had like the guy who worked on the ship who like they made look like he was the killer, but it's like we know that Jason's the killer, so it's like this is completely unneeded, unnecessary. I get. I guess why they did that was to reference Ralph from the first two. They wanted to have like. Someone like that who kind of knew the legend of Jason, and that's oh, yeah. why. 
Steven. Hi. Did you yeah. see the uh, thing Womp Stomp shared today? No. About this, the fan uh, Halloween movie? Wait, what? They're no. Working. It's called The Spirit of Haddonfield. Yeah, they're working on a Halloween fan film now. Nice. Hey, I tell you what, man. Fucking Never Hike Alone set the bar. I know Imagine. I gave it an 8. And trust me, like I, I, I got a lot of heat for that. But let me I tell you, that movie is... That day. Yeah, you guys did. And I didn't expect everyone to give it such a high rating. So I was like, oh, shit. Um, I feel bad for my shitty eight, but just I that eight was right. with nothing but love. So that <laughs> set the bar. That. Yeah, no, that's seriously that. As far as the fan made film, like that really fucking set the bar, and it, I think well, it just made people for the Halloween one because Womp Stomp's backing it. They're like, yeah, like yeah. this, this yeah. is gonna be good, you know. All right, before right we get on. too uh, off topic, let's get into ratings for Jason right. takes a boat. Jason, Jason takes, takes a, a cruise. Jason takes a cruise. Sierra, you want first last time? Jason goes on vacation. Um, I can't even say this movie was very fun for me. Like, it, it, I feel like the wackiness of it could have made it very fun, but I feel like it was, it, it was very boring for, like, 90% of it. Um, dude, Kane Hano, you seriously got fucked, man. Like, I'm so glad you were in the Hatchet series after this. <laughs> I'm going to give this one a 1.2. Okay. It was bad. Rich, what do you got? Uh, I mean, it was so long. It was so, like, drawn out. There was so many obvious, like, holes in it. I just got to give it a 2 just because of the obvious, like, comic effect that it had, you know? Mm-hmm. Steven? I think I'm coming in at I'll say I'll say a five. I'm gonna give it a five. Uh, I do have a lot of fun watching this movie. I've said it for nostalgic reasons. I really wish they would have went with. Have you guys ever seen the original poster for this movie? Yeah. Where it's like Jason tearing through the I Heart New York. Well, yeah. unfortunately, that got pulled because uh, of the New York Tourist Association, whatever, was like, it's really bad for business. But I... Oh, I shut up, it's a big apple. People are going to go really, That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> fuck, yo. Because that if you've ever seen that poster, it's so sick. And uh, Nick has, a jo- it has it framed. I guess it's like, it costs a lot of money nowadays. But he's got a big poster of it framed. And I'm like, that is such an awesome image. And it, it, it doesn't bother me that much that he doesn't spend that much time in Manhattan. What bothers me is how tamed it is. There is so quite some plot holes, and, uh, you know, Jason's little dinosaur roar at the end kind of took it away from me. But regardless, I mean, I'll always have a fun time watching this with a group. I do love the opening montage of the city with that fucking song, Darkest Side of the Night or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, of course, like Rich mentioned before, where he, like, kicks the thug's boombox and then, like, pulls up his mask, that fucking scene is awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, a, a five for me. All right. I remember getting in, like, a heated argument with you when I first started talking to you because you're like, oh, Jason Takes Manhattan's so good. And I was like, nah, that movie's garbage. Yeah, no, that's... <laughs> you got, like, bad defenses. <laughs> yeah, because I, honestly, I had to I had to let go of, like, the nostalgic reasons of it, you know? Because, yeah. I, I, like, the reality is it is so fucking tamed. Yeah. And that's what sucks, you know? 
Um, Isn't it sucky when things don't 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 uh, hit where where you thought it was going to, like from memory? In, like, in, oh, in a sense, that. yeah. I'm kind yeah. of I'm kind of like nervous. Uh, next episode, we're covering Darkness Falls, and I remember watching it when I was and younger. Loved and it, it when I was young. I loved it, and it TV. terrified me. It's probably you should be watch really it bad. tonight after it off. I, I will. Yeah, <laughs> we can do that. Um, yeah, I'm gonna give it a three point five. You looked at me like, "Is that okay?" I, I no, I was trying to remember. I was trying to remember if I like gave my reasoning or not. Um, it, the pacing. If it took out the fucking cruise, I would have probably loved it because I I like the parts where he's in the city and the fucking cutting MPAA. I hate you. Why can't you be as cool back then as you are now? Yeah. If it came out now, they'd be fucking brutal as hell. But it's weird how they were like cool with certain things. Back then, like, yeah, like cursing was not as big of an issue as it is now. Like, cursing now, I feel like, is a lot more worse, but like, nudity now is totally, totally cool. Well, nudity then was, it's like violence, yeah, violence then was not they cool. eased up on that a lot, but like, like, PG movies had like cocksucker in it, so I was like, that's <laughs> that's pretty weird. ET, yeah, yeah, cock breath is like the first line in ET, and that's like, okay, a kid's movie, yeah, it's like, that's meant for children. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, CD, you want to rate it? Um, that one, I'm probably gonna, I'm probably gonna have to go with like a four and a half. All right. Not bad, but uh, didn't didn't do it for me. Fair enough. Didn't that gives it, it a rating me. of a three point two. And I feel that that is fair. Yes. You're welcome. <laughs> These might be our lowest rate. I think it's the first time we've done an episode where both movies got, like, really low ratings. I hate when we do episodes, too, like, where the movies aren't great because I feel like it restricts so much of what you talk about, like, and, like, we just, like, got out of, like, a really good span of, like, really interesting I think we movies. needed the bad movies. Yeah, I think we did. You need a, a very balance, fun episode. Yeah. Like, today yeah. was, I had, I enjoyed talking shitty movies tonight. And we needed a break from, like, really, like, in-depth conversations. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. We needed the cheese. Are you on the Are you on the next episode, Steven? No. No, I come back for body bags and, uh, yeah. What was the other anthology? Uh, Southbound. Southbound, that's my yeah, favorite, I, yo. It's so I'm, good. I have not seen Southbound, so this is going to be a first-time watch. I'm pretty it's excited. Magnificent. It's magnificent. I highly, highly recommend it, which I very rarely do. Cool. All right. Yeah, so no, I can't wait. Let's do the uh, outro. Cool. All right. So that's going to wrap it up for this episode. We want to thank you guys for listening. Um, be sure to tune in next week. We're going to be covering Darkness Falls and Lights Out. Uh, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Horror Haven Podcast, on Twitter at Horror underscore Haven, and you can find us on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Like us, or subscribe, give us a review. Even if it's a one-word review. Yeah, yeah anything seriously. Helps. You can comment on the tone of my voice. I love it. Um, also, our friend CD that's here is in a band called Ramona Lane. You should definitely check them out. Yeah. Props to Ramona Lane. We love you guys. Dude, shit. Shout out. Thanks, you guys. <laughs> yeah. And also, if you're listening to this by now, it is probably most likely hours two or already Friday the 13th. So uh, be safe. No sex near the woods or doing any drugs in the wooded area. Because if not, you're going to be brutally murdered by Jason. <sighs> Sorry. I mean, if you <gasps> want to survive the night. But yeah, happy Friday the 13th, everyone. All right. Have a good night, guys. Happy Friday the 13th.